welcome to the Meet Your Species podcast. My name is Heath, and today we have Tasha. Tasha, we met from your super fun husband, Naman, <laughs> from uh, way back. <laughs> and um, it has just been a, a real treat getting to know you. Like, even though I've been traveling a lot and stuff, um, you guys just have something special. So I'm really mm -hmm. glad to have you on today. Yeah, well, I'm just so glad that you can be here today. This is yet another thing that you do. Uh, so it's great to <laughs> kind of learn a little bit more about you, too, to just see, uh, you know, uh, one of your many talents. So I'm glad you could be here today. Yeah. Mm. I think maybe since the cars, we'll just pull your mic a little bit closer to you. Okay. boop a doop a doop How's that? Good? All right. And uh, for anyone listening, we're outside on her lovely porch. She's got this, like, amazing garden oasis. But uh, there's also some cars. So enjoy. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, I didn't even mention that, but is that going to be an issue? Is that going to be okay? Uh, no, I think it's fine. Like, okay. we were checking, so right. I think it's okay. Anyway, um, so if you're ready, let's just dive on in, shall we? All right. Get started. So, on these podcasts, I really like to just kind of get to know people. Like, you know how when you watch a, a movie and then you get to know some uh, a new character. At first, you don't know how you feel about them, and then you learn the background story and you just kind of fall in love with them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what this is. We just want to know who you are. All right. So let's start I'll do from. My best. <laughs> let's start from where are you from? Um, well, I'm a military brat, so um, we kind of traveled all over, and uh, I grew up in South Georgia. So you said you're a military brat, right? So tell me about, like, your parents. What are they like? What kind of people are they? Um, well, my parents, my dad is from Mobile, Alabama, and um, he was in the United States Air Force, and he met my mom in the Philippines and then um, had three girls, and um, oh, so he got sisters. He never got the son that he always wanted, but uh, he had the three of us. And so growing up in a house with all women, I'm sure that was just an amazing experience for him. But uh, oh, I know what that's like. I got three sisters. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of fighting, you know, <laughs> you know, us women growing up together. But um, but I was born in Crete, Greece. And so um we lived there for about a year, and then we moved to Guam, and then we eventually moved to Valdosta, Georgia, which is where I spent majority of my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, so, kind of like, paint a picture for me, because it's someone who didn't have any of those traveling experiences, they don't know what it's like to have uh, military parents or something, like, what's that like? But what are the things that make you think of things? Like I think that? that one of the best things about growing up in the military is that you're exposed to a lot of diversity. Um, you know, I, I think that it's more like a like it feels like a community because everybody's kind of there to support one another. Um, especially when you live on like a military base, you know, there's just always other children around and because there's just so much diversity, there's just um, um, there's just a different relationship that you're you're able to have with the people around you. Um, so I think that was, for me, one of the 
the best thing is just being exposed to, to different people. Mm. Um, and just at different points, because most people moved so often that I think that a lot of us just, um, it just built like a strength in just being well adjusted to different environments. Yeah. So, um, I know that I always just kind of reflect back on just my upbringing and I just always recognize, um, that those were just really the best qualities of being in the military is, you know, the diversity. So what's a base like, like as a kid? I've only seen them in movies, right? Um, the military bases, um, I was only there when I was younger. So, um, I don't remember a whole lot about it. A lot of it is what I've seen on the videos, but you know, they're pretty standard, you know, in the military, everything is, um, kind of in perfect order. So, you know, it was just, a uh, small homes, um, I honestly, though, don't remember a whole lot about it, though, because I was okay. just so young. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, you have the, you know, you just have like some of the the um, typical like daily regimens, um, you know, like when uh, they would play the, the um, they would play music at a certain time of day where no matter where you were, you would have to stop and put your hand on your heart and, you know, and, until the music finishes. So, is it like um, the, the Pledge of Allegiance or something? Like, what is it? Um, yeah, it was like the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, did they do the, like, trumpet to wake you up? You know, they camp? did have something that would kind of let you know that it was getting ready to start. But, um, you know, it was just something that we were just kind of all... Um, we were just kind of standardized in a certain way that, mm. you know, we just kind of knew um, just the order of things. Do you think it gave you a sense of discipline? I think my dad, you know, my dad is very disciplined. Uh, you know, he's a certain way with time. He's just a certain way with things that I think with, with, with me anyway, you know, he tried to be a little bit different to kind of be a little bit more hands off to kind of let me develop into my own person. But I think that me seeing the way that he was about his day to day and his life, um, I was able to kind of adopt a lot of the way that he was, even though he wasn't very like structured with me per se. It was just mainly seeing him just like how he is. Yeah. Just be him being himself, um, allowed me to really learn that way but um but he wasn't really like that with us with his mm. children T tell me about your sisters like what kind of people are they or what's your relationship like? Uh, my sisters so i'm the baby in the family <laughs> um yes. yes yes so i was always the one that they would see as the one who's spoiled um my two older sisters they used to just get in so much trouble growing up and I think that that's where I got a lot of my learnings from of, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, they just really taught me. Um, I just learned to be different because they just were um, just always getting into trouble. And I quit. I quit's a good story. <laughs> well, it always related to boys in some way. So, you know, they would just always... Um, 
Well, my other, my oldest sister, she would steal the car, like Ooh. things like that. Rebel. Um, she was definitely a rebel. Um, my middle sister, she would do the same things, but she just kind of was under the radar a little bit. You know, she would she would do just as much as my older sister, but she just kind of flew under the radar. Mm. But um, you know, they just gave my parents so much trouble that by the time I I came along, I just uh, I just wanted to do things differently. I just kind of learned from from their experience, you know, um, to just be different. You know, mm. they both had children at young ages, and um, which for me, you know, I've been blessed to have a lot of my nieces and nephews in my life, you know, so it, you know, it was really a blessing for me because I was always surrounded by children, but I also saw how difficult it was for them to, um, get their life started, you know, with their careers and the things that they wanted to do for themselves. Um, so it just, you know, it just showed me that I just wanted to do things differently because it just was so difficult for them. So, Mm. um, so, so that played a lot into, into what I decided to do with my life. What's your favorite memory like, growing up with them? My favorite memory? Um, I have a lot. Um, my middle sister, you know, she, she was, a she was very supportive of me because for whatever reason, me and my older sister would always bump heads, probably because we were so much alike in a lot of ways. So, you know, I just remember, you know, us always, well, we shared a room together for a while, but I just remember those, just those moments where she and I could connect and, you know, she would just be there for me, um, you know, in in some of my hard moments, you know, with me and my older sister fighting so often, she was just kind of like my refuge. So, um, you know, I just remember just those heart to heart moments that we would have, you know, in our room together. Um, I don't know that there's any one specific moment, but you know, I just, I just know that, um, you know, there was just a lot of activity in our, in our house and that my, my middle sister was just, uh, she was just like my best friend at that time, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was just really interesting. Hmm. So you said your mom's from the Philippines, right? Right. So what's she like? My mom, (laughs) she's, uh, she's, um, you know, with her upbringing being, growing up, you know, in poverty, you know, she started working at the age of nine um, so that she could help support her family. And so, um, you know, she is always talking about how she had to work so hard that she, she didn't feel, she often feels like she didn't really have a childhood because she just had to, um, start working at such a young age. So quite naturally, you know, when she, as we're growing up, she didn't want for us to be able to, she wanted for us to have a better life. So, so she's, she's always been 
pushing for us to go to school and get our education so that we can be able to make money and you know not have to worry about a lot of the things uh, that that she experienced so she's you know I think with my sister she was really strict with them and I think that um, by the time I came along I think that she just kind of saw the result of just really pushing them too hard that it just kind of made them rebellious so I think when it came to me uh, she just had a, a really different approach mm. um, still pushing for us for me to do more to get my education so um, but she just had it just a different approach because I think she realized that you know that other way just really didn't work mm. so um, but my mom you know she really is my biggest hero just purely because of what she had to endure and how she, it just really made her very strong you know and she's my biggest support now that I'm I I made it my priority to to help them in the Philippines and so you know she and I kind of work together to um, we send these bullet by boxes out with clothing and shoes candy food but you know she's uh, she she helps me with that initiative Mm. Um, so that we can help provide to them so that, you know, things can be a little bit easier for them in the Philippines. Um, so what's like, what was it like for her growing up? I assume Philippines has changed a bit since she was growing up, but what's that life like? Well, she lives a little differently, um, than they do in the village now where, where her family is now because she um, grew up in more of a city environment. Hmm. Actually, she started out, it was more like a beach, like a beach environment, but then she moved more like to a city environment. But, um, you know, she, she, she always speaks highly of it. You know, she just, um, I mean, I think she recognizes that it was kind of a great thing that it helped develop her. Um, but it was tough. Um, she always talks about her dad, who I think was her biggest influence. You know, he was a carpenter. And, um, you know, every day he would go to the city to see, you know, different jobs that he could do, how he could help people. And, um, you know, she, he, didn't, he didn't earn much, but she would always say how he would always come home every day and bring them candy or just bring them like whatever food he was able to gather so he can bring it home to the kids. Cause I think my mom probably made more money than he did, you know, because she helped work at this shop with her older sister. And, um, she also sold like cigars. Uh, you know, it's just interesting to learn so much more about her now because she was like a little hustle woman. Like she really <laughs> was, you know, she tells me stories today about how, she had the cigars wrapped around underneath her, wrapped around her waist underneath her clothes to smuggle them in, but she was a child. But, you know, they used the children because no one really questions the kids like that. But, you know, it's just really interesting to just hear some of the stories that she has mm. about the way she grew up and how she survived. But, you know, she 
is a happy woman. I love that about her because even though she's had these experiences, it didn't make her bitter. So, you know, she's just a, a joyful woman. And, you know, she helps us to develop a mindset um, so that we can just make the most of things and make the best of things. Mm. How would you describe, because I imagine there's a little bit of culture difference from the way your dad grew up and the way your mom grew up. So how would you describe the two cultures? And <laughs> um, I think it's a great blend. They are very different. I think my mom, no matter how long she's ever been here, she still can't understand the way Americans are. Yeah, in um, what way? Apart from not using metric. <laughs> oh, man. Just every way. I think that, you know, for her, I think it, it's just uh, she still has culture shock. She hasn't quite adjusted in that way. Um, I think that her, their perception of Americans is, you know, we don't work as hard or maybe not grateful for the things that we have, feeling that, you know, we really have so much, you know, and just feeling like, um, you know, that we don't really understand what it really means to not have. And, you know, because even when you go over there, you realize that it was kind of crazy when I was looking at this sign that was at a McDonald's and they asked for a two-year degree to apply, mm -hmm. you know, because there's just... Uh, for McDonald's? For McDonald's, yeah. Why? Because there's just, there's just not really any jobs available. And so... I mean, I, I guess maybe that's their way to kind of screen things. Um, but that was what they asked for was like a two-year degree so to apply. And there's just not really a lot of jobs available. Mm. Uh, what you'll find is a lot of people will just, uh, especially like when they see tourists, they'll just try to see what odd-end jobs they can do for you so that they can earn some money because there's just not really like a consistent place that they can go and work. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, me going over there and seeing that it helped me to, it helped open my eyes up so that I had a better appreciation for what we have here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that that has just been the biggest, uh, divide as far as her not being able to understand maybe the way we live, you know, kind of feeling like she was forced into this culture that she doesn't really agree with, you know, the way we may live our life. Um, no, I, I can't say she's wrong for a lot of people here. Right. You know, I understand a lot of it, you know, um, but, you know, she, you know, she just has to kind of accept that, you know, it's just, it's just different. You know, we just grew up differently. Um, my dad, on the other hand, I love my dad. He's, he's just silly, you know, and I think that, um, it's not really a lot that bothers him, you know, whereas my mom is, you know, pretty, pretty much wanting to keep things in order and in line. And, you know, my dad is pretty much that he just doesn't allow things to bother him. So it's really good to have them, you know, mm, like as a balance. blend. Yeah, it just brings a lot of balance in our family. So, you know. And then, you know, my mom, a lot of times tends to be a lot more serious and, you know, my dad is always joking around. Um, so, you know, it just brings an interesting dynamic for our family. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely 
can't really make a lot of jokes about my mom because she doesn't really know she doesn't really know how to laugh about you know the jokes but um but it's interesting you know I, I got kind of like the best in both parts of them mm. opposite but you know the best parts that I think that help make me me so as you were uh traveling around growing up were there people along the way, even if it was just for a short time you were with them, that like had an impact on how you look at things? For sure. Um, Sabrina, she's actually my oldest sister's best friend, but um, she definitely had the biggest impact in my life. Why is that? Um, she really helped. Like, she really was more, she was really, she's more like my sister now. Um, she's still in my life now. Um, the great thing is she's even, you know, working with my daughter, which I just love that because she just helped for me to have just as a woman, I think that it was just great to have her in my life to just kind of learn what it means to be a woman and what it means to, cause she's so strong. Um, you know, and even as a beautiful person on the inside and out, you know, she just always had values about herself that it was really helpful for me to witness that as a young woman to mm. see someone in my life just embody being a woman in such a different way than maybe I might have seen in some, you know, like some of the other people around me. So she was just really a great positive influence. Um, Can you give an example? Like, what kind of values did you really appreciate or learn from? I'm asking because I'm not a woman. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to figure out the. <laughs> I think that I would say it's just self confidence and self love is how I would describe it. You know, she just. Um, she just always showed me through her, like, even relationship with men. You know, she just always showed to put herself first. Or um, even though she is beautiful on the inside and out, that wasn't really her only quality. She didn't, like, only personify the way that she looked. You know, she was very smart. She was also an athlete. And so it was just really cool to see a woman be just so talented in so many other areas and not just riding off the fact that, you know, she looks beautiful, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think that that was helpful for me to see such a strong woman. Um, especially, you know, cause like I said, my sisters, you know, there's just, um, you know, they, they both had children at young ages, and, you know, and I think that for her, she was just so different than, you know, maybe what, like, what I was seeing in my house. So it was just, um, it was helpful to just have another perspective on how you can be. Hmm. Um, so, so you went through, uh, grew up in, you said Valdosta, right? Yeah, Valdosta. So what's Valdosta like? I've only traveled through once or twice. Um, most people just pass through. Uh, 
It's a military town. They also have uh, VSU, Valdosta State University, so it's a college town too. And so a lot of the activities are primarily focused around either the military or the college. But there's not really a whole lot to do there. You know, it's just a typical town in South Georgia. So what'd you do? What'd you do for fun? For fun, I was always outdoors. I've just always been a nature girl. You know, I would always be just outside, riding my bike, hanging out with my friends. Um, but there just really wasn't a whole lot to do there. Did you ever see the Okefenokee Swamp? I actually haven't. That's... When I moved to Georgia, I heard this name, Okefenokee, and I was like, why is that a name? And I have to go, and I still haven't gone yet. I haven't been yet. I've heard good things about it, um, but we haven't been. Oh. It's not, actually not too far from Valdosta, but... Yeah, you were so close. Yeah, so it's it's one of the places that I know I definitely want to take Cairo uh, one day, but mm. we haven't made that trip just yet, so maybe sometime soon. Cool, cool. Um, so then you you went to school. What did you, why um, you said Georgia Southern, right? Mm -hmm. Why there? And what did you think you wanted to do when you went? <laughs> Honestly, when I graduated, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And really, it's gonna sound crazy, but I picked Georgia Southern because my friends were going there. I never even Fair visited enough. the college, so you know it's pretty shallow reasons why I went. But I ended up really getting a lot of it out of it. Um, you know, it was a really great experience. But uh, when I graduated, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, and um, you know, I think a lot of it was just uh, just feeling like that was what I was supposed to do. But I ended mm. up changing my major twice, or actually three times. Um, so what did you change from? So I started out biology. Why biology? <laughs> Just because? Because I had to pick something, if <laughs> I can be honest. But, you know, I really thought I wanted to work in, like, the health field. Mm. And that was the major that, you know, that they advised me to take and then I just recognized that this was just not something I wanted to do it just wasn't even me didn't want to dissect frogs and no it wasn't <laughs> quite I mean I, I like that aspect but it's just professionally I didn't think that I wanted to work in the health field anymore I think mm. that it was literally just an answer that sounded like a good answer and gotcha. um, I ended up changing it to psychology which I really loved I did it for about a year and you know, it's just a, a topic that I still love to learn about today, but I think that my reason for changing it was not because I didn't like it, but because I just knew that there would be so much schooling involved to get a career in that field. So mm -hmm. I decided to, to change it to business and focus was accounting. And um, I ended up getting my degree in accounting and then I also um, got my master's in accounting as well and even though it was something that was really new because I really didn't even know what accounting was uh, it ended up being something that was just very helpful for me to learn about to be able to get more of a background in business because I was the first person in my family to even go to college and so um, to be able to learn a field that 
Um, I actually had an uncle who was also an accountant. He was the one who advised me to make that decision, you know, um, so that I would be able to make money for myself when I graduated school. Um, so, um, so what do you like about accounting? It's just straightforward. I think that, you know, you know, your debits equals your credits, you know, it's just straightforward. And so it just helped me to learn about finances and, um, count the beans, you know, budgeting money. Um, I think that, you know, me having, so, you know, I've always been an artist, but I think for someone like myself, it just really helped me to be able to cultivate the other side of my brain. I think that it just really, um, really made me the best that I could be because I was able to learn, um, just something else besides, you know, just being a great artist, you know, mm. learning. Um, well, that's the biggest struggle for a lot of artists, right? Like, it really is. Side? And, and this is what I know and, and I can understand, you know, how, how it can be like that, you know, which is why I'm so grateful for the field that I chose, but most artists don't really have, that business background, but you know, there's a reason why they're always considered, you know, broke artists because they just never really learned that business side, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's just been pivotal for me to be able to learn that as a trade and especially practice it in the field, um, for as long as I did. So, uh, uh it was definitely the right decision. And, um, you know, and I'm always just encouraging people to just continue to learn about business, no matter what field you're in, that, um, you know, it's just helpful for us to know how to manage our money, you know, and I think that it just can help us more on the more practical things in life. Mm. When you were in, uh, in Georgia Southern, what were the most like interesting or eye like the whole point of going to college is to kind of open broaden your horizons and open yourself up right to new possibilities what right. were the the moments or people that kind of did that for you <laughs> uh well I, I definitely have to say Ahmad my husband um I met a lot of interesting people there uh, my one of my best friends I met her there um you know they were just there are just so many memories that you know, aside from, you know, getting the degree, you know, it's just the experience that you get from being around other kids who are trying to figure it out, really mm -hmm. don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, it just, it, it helped to have that kind of a community of people who we just, we really don't know what we're doing, but we're figuring it out together. Um, it's a party school. I didn't party a whole lot. Um, I probably partied the most once I met Ahmad. But, uh, <laughs> <Huh>. correlation, <laughs> you know, him being a party promoter. Um, but, you know, I think that just the experience that I had with just the group that I was around was really just the best part about it. You know, just, uh, not having very much, you know, mm. but just kind of struggling together, um, it just kind of made it all kind of worth it. We also um, had our daughter while we were there. Um, 
Oh, okay. So that made it even more interesting of an experience. Passing her off, me passing her off with Ahmad, you know, as he's leaving class and I'm going to class. Um, exchanging the football. We literally exchanged her like a football, you know, it was, but it was just, you know, looking back on it now, it's just really funny. It was difficult, you know, you know, to, I think that once I got pregnant, you know, my mom, especially a lot of people just didn't think that I would finish, um, quite naturally because there were just so many things that you had to work around, but, you know, we were able to make it work. Hmm. Well, I guess becoming a mother is a pretty pivotal moment. Yeah, becoming a mother while you're in school, um, you know, it is really hard. But, you know, but I will say that it is possible. You know, fortunately, you know, I had a lot of amazing girlfriends at the time that helped babysit and, you know, help me finish. I think that we were all dedicated that no matter what, you know, we're going to, we're going to get her to the graduation, you know? And so, um, I think that it was important for me to finish what I started, but it was just really a blessing to have people in my life that really stepped up and really helped. Um, cause Maude ended up having to leave so that he can work. So, you know, I was there without him for a while. And so, like I said, my girlfriends really were helpful in, you know, helping me to raise her during that time hmm. so that I could finish. Uh, okay, we'll come back to Amon because I want to know about that. But um, what did it mean, like, what changed for you when you found out that you were pregnant or after you gave birth? Oh, what changed? I mean, apart from I guess the maybe just recognizing how challenging it would be. Um, having another life to care for. I think that when we first got to college, you know, it's just, it's just totally different when you haven't figured it out, but it's just you at risk. You know, it's just totally different when, when you have another life that, that you have to care for. So I think it really just kind of, it actually grew me up a lot faster. Mm. I I didn't really have a choice. Um, but I just, I had no idea of everything that is involved with raising a child. Um, that's while you're in school, you know, I I think that prior to me having her, you know, I kind of looked at it the same as my experience with my nieces and nephews, since they were always in my life, you know, since I was young, thinking that it would be the same, but it's just totally different when you can't necessarily pass them off back to their mom. You know, it's just when it's yours, it's just, you know, you just have to grin and bear. You have to figure it out and you got to make it work. Mm -hmm. There's no one you can really pass her off to. Of course, I had people that would help babysit, but ultimately she was my responsibility. So I think that was just the biggest uh, uh, eye-opener. It was just everything that's really involved with really loving and being present with the child. You know, it's just a, you know, it requires a lot of you 
to totally be there for your child. And so, um, you know, those were all of the things that I just had to learn along the way mm. to figure it out. And what's your favorite thing about having kids? My favorite thing is I think that they keep me connected to something that children understand most. I think they keep us youthful, you know, because they're always, um, you know, a lot easier at being able to stay in the present moment and enjoying the moment than maybe we are as adults. So I think that the best thing is that they're always able to just bring us back into that same element. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's that's probably the, my favorite thing about my kids What's is the that they, they help keep me in that same nature. Yeah. Oh, what's the most uh, difficult or frustrating thing? Well, I think that, you know, it was a surprise for me to have a daughter, you know, and then having a son, you know, she made it, she really made it very easy. I didn't realize that until I had a son. And, you know, he, he just required me to be totally different than the way that I was. He you know, he, he has ADHD and, you know, and there's a, just a lot of things that I had to understand first before I can even try to see how I could help him. And, um, you know, it has been a challenge, but like I said, I think that I was given him for a reason because it required me to be new. It required me to be different. You know, where I'm thinking that I'll be able to just kind of do things the same way that I did before with my daughter, you know, who, like I said, she made it very easy. Um, you know, he just um, required something different out of me. And I literally had to just be completely new um, in trying out a new pair of shoes. And, you know, I, I think that having to go through and learning more about some of the challenges that he had, I think that it just made me better as a person. You know, it just um, allowed me to have probably even more understanding and compassion for, for, for just the variety of ways that we can be as humans. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I I'll say that that's been a challenge, but it really has been a blessing because it really did help develop me to become a better person because of it, a better mom because of it. Mm -hmm. So let's jump back to a month. How did you guys meet? How did we meet? <laughs> uh, we actually met through a friend of his and, um, yeah, me and her... <laughs> Amon, how do we meet? I know, I heard his side. You gotta tell. I wanna see if it matches up. Uh, we we met for the first time. I was actually on a date with a friend of his, and that's how we met the first time. But then we ended up, so it never worked out with the friend. Um, the date. The date. He's still in our life today. Still a good friend of ours, but. He was actually, yes, he was in our wedding, but, um, but we laugh about it because obviously that never worked out, but, and it would have never worked out, but at any rate, we saw each other on campus later 
and um, and we just kind of hit it off from there. Uh, he took my number. He didn't call for about two weeks. You know, I didn't really think he was interested, but then he finally, finally came back around. I think because we saw each other again, it was kind of like, hey, you know, you never called. And, you know, we just kind of... What's the matter for you? Right. It's like, you know, <laughs> where, what happened with that? But um, so, you know, we ended up really getting to know each other. Um, and he was just so different from... You know, a lot of the people that I had met before. Um, like how? You know, I think that there was just so much confidence that I saw in him that, um, you know, I really loved that. That, um, And I think that I love to see how hard he would hustle. You know, I think that he would... He just was just an amazing businessman, even though he's still in school. You know, I just thought that that was just so amazing. It just wasn't something that I was used to. Mm. Um, But then he was funny. I think that was, you know, probably the main thing is that, you know, we were just able to be really great friends. And, you know, and I think that that's, you know, been been and still is you know the most important aspect of our relationship with one another is that um that we can laugh together we can enjoy each other so still together after all these years still together living in a garden living living the life in the garden so you came out got your hard-earned accounting degree uh where'd you go then so, um, so after I finished, I started off in enterprise rent a car company and I wasn't there long. Um, I was there maybe like nine months, but then my first, they have you count cars or what? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite counting cars. Um, I remember the most, the coffee, they just had the strongest coffee there, but I guess they had to stay wired. Um, but I had my first real experience working at uh, Bennett Thrasher, which was an accounting firm actually here in Atlanta. And I I just had the most amazing boss that I was able to um, learn the trade under. Um, She was really phenomenal at what she did. And, you know, she was really the one who taught me... um, a lot of what I know working in that field. So I did that for about two years, and um, and then I started working at Turner um, Broadcasting Company down in Atlanta, and I was there for about seven years. And so um, I had probably my most favorite experiences there, uh, being able to learn working at a bigger corporation. Mm. And uh, So like what? What happened? Turner's a big company, right? Right. Um, so, well, they're not, I guess they're not Turner anymore. Now they're, um, they go by a different alias, but um, I think that it was, I think working there was, um, I probably learned 
rewind. I forgot what you asked me. No, what would you, what was it about Turner that, uh, like you said, you learned a lot during the seven years? I think I loved, I love working there because the industry itself is just very interesting. Um, working in entertainment. You just had just a variety of personalities. And I think that's probably what made it the most fun. Mm -hmm. Of course, we did accounting and finance. Uh, but I think that it was just mainly because of the, the industry that it was that it just made it a fun experience while I was there. Uh, I actually worked there and... I worked there with my best friend, so that was just another plus was that I was, you know, working in such a fun environment, but I was also there with my best friend. So, um, you know, we, I think I was able to really learn how to manage people. Mm. Um, you know, I think that when you start to manage people, it's very different than when you're just an employee and you're, you know, learning the structure of how to do your job and do it well, it's totally different when now you're, you're leading other people. It just requires a different part of you that, um, that I was able to learn a lot of that while I was at Turner, you know, learning how to work as a team and, hmm. um, yeah. Fair enough. That's cool. <laughs> it's got to be helpful when you got this little little army going on at home to manage. Yeah, I, I, I get a lot of practice uh, at home. Um, <laughs> but so um, when did all the all the bloom and all this stuff happen? Well, I think that it kind of happened by accident. You know, I never was even into gardening growing up. I've always been into nature, but I, you know, it really was something that was new. But I think that, you know, working in an environment that could get stressful, you know, even though we, it was it was enjoyable, you know, there's still just stress involved. And I just always found myself in the garden, and it just became a hobby. But you know, I recognize now that, you know, it really was kind of therapy for me. I didn't recognize it then, but I just always found myself after work in the garden. And, um, I, I made a, I made my first terrarium and it was just something that was just so fun that I just wanted to make it into a business. And so, um, that's really how we started was making terrariums. So, um, eventually we started to sell online, which is kind of what helped, um, really turn it into a real business. Mm. You know, selling terrariums is more like art. So, you know, that is just, you know, there's not that turnover that you necessarily may get from art versus when we started selling online, it just kind of turned the business model into something different. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
we started selling air plants online, actually listed our first plant and really didn't think much of it. I just really didn't think it, I just didn't know that it would work. I just tried it out. Honestly, didn't even know if it would even survive in the box. I just listed it. And then, you know, our first month we sold like three and then the next month it was like maybe 20. And then after that, it just kind of took off from there. Mm. And, um, 20, yeah. that's got to feel good. That's like what, except 10 days, that's almost every day. Yeah. I mean, it started off like really, I was really just surprised cause I really didn't even think that it would work. Like I said, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that it would even survive inside the box, but they did. Um, so it just kind of changed our, our business model a little bit once we were able to, you know, it went from, you know, making terrariums to now being an online store, an online plant store. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that was able to kind of help build us up. And, you know, it was actually one of the, the reasons why I eventually left Turner so that I can focus on building up our online shop. Oh, so you just did this on the side and it's slowly... I, yeah, I started off doing it on the side. Um, actually, I, for the longest, I was doing the terrariums. And then it wasn't too much longer after we started our online store that eventually I just... Um, decided to leave Turner so that I can focus on our online store mm-hmm. full time. So that's cool. So uh, you mentioned way back you still you were an artist anyway, right? Right. What, what kind of art did you originally get into? Well, I would always draw, uh, and that was that was pretty much my uh, biggest do. hobby growing up was just drawing but you know I'm sure you probably know as well that a lot of times you tend to see that you can bring that into a lot of different areas yeah and so you know me being able to practice that same artistry through the terrariums just became a really great outlet for me But especially because it was just new to learn about plants. I was never, I was not a gardener at all before. My mom's not even a gardener, but. Good thing um, you had that semester of biology. Right. There you go. See, it came in handy. It came back around. But, you know, it, it really became just a really great release mm. to, to build the terrariums, but to just really see how you can plant life inside of a glass and, and actually watching it grow because the terrariums are set up to be like a miniature greenhouse. So, you know, it's just really neat to see how you can plant life in there and, and just watch, watch it grow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you can get really fancy with them too. So, um, you know, I would always look for inspiration through other terrarium makers and you know and I just would try to kind of mirror what they were doing and I would just kind of practice practice and um and then eventually I was able to just kind of make it into my own you know make it my own way yeah yeah well it's a lot like guitar or any other instrument like first mm-hmm. you just get some other music and try and play that yeah. and then you're like okay and then you start improvising making it into your own yeah that's cool um so what else do you do like what what what's what's a day in the life of uh, uh you right now? 
on a day to day, I feel like I'm, you know, I, I do a lot of different things. I kind of bounce around. Um, I think one of my other favorite things to do is just listening to music, dancing. Um, you know, I have like my daily rituals that I practice that kind of help the rest of my day flow. Um, I start my day with my yoga practice, of course. Um, and then I read for a little bit um, and just try to have kind of like a smooth start to my day. And then, you know, the rest of my days tend to be kind of busy where I'm, you know, working the online store. Um, I was also homeschooling Cairo, so which was new. You know, it was just something that started after the pandemic. You know, I started homeschooling him. Mm. So that really took priority for a while everything else kind of had to take the back burner as we kind of transitioned to get him you know acclimated to homeschool yeah. me being his teacher um was Talia also doing homeschool she did virtual school yeah yeah so she was still taking classes but she was just taking them at home where Cairo I was like full. he started out doing virtual school and it just really wasn't working for him especially with him having ADHD um so it was it was just not a good adjustment for him. So that's why I took him out and started homeschooling him. And so that really took priority. So, you know, I really had been spending a lot of my time just trying to see how to be the best teacher for him. And then everything else kind of had to fall in line with that. And so naturally. Um, so, yeah, that would pretty much be uh my day-to-day is just trying to balance that packaging order in between time and, you know, still wanting to, you know, fulfill the customer's needs. And um, so, I mean, it can get pretty busy on a day-to-day, but I think that starting my days with my practice and, you know, just kind of easing into things is what helps the rest of my day flow Mm -hmm. the way that it does. So uh, with this whole pandemic thing in what ways has this uh, situation changed your life obviously homeschooling um this actually changed a lot like I think that it just made us better as a family unit mainly because we were all stuck in one house together whereas mm-hmm. before maybe we were all kind of doing our own thing you know going to you know school or different places i think that us all being quarantined in the house just allowed us um to grow deeper as a family um it allowed us to really work through some of the things that maybe we didn't notice before or just didn't have the time to work through before that since we were together we just have been able to really flush things out and like really flush out some real solutions um and just being better just a better family Mm. learning to communicate you know learning to listen building patience um you know there's really so many great things that came out of it that um it really just has been a blessing you know, it just almost feels like we have to create new norms because it's, it's like if this works so well, you know, we, we have to carry. Now that the pandemic is, you know, kind of at a different phase, we want to carry a lot of new norms into it. 
chopped so that we can just bring a lot of the, the things that really work and yeah, yeah. You know, let them stick. Keep it worked. I like it. Yeah, keep it working. Um, so I feel like we've kind of caught up to present day. So let's just talk about more present stuff like when you meet new people what are the qualities or characteristics that you really value in someone when I meet new people um or even the things you value in the friends you already have I would say it's oh, a good question let me think about that I think just authenticity, you know, just being, just being your authentic self. I think that I've spent a lot of time developing myself to be a better person and showing up as, you know, a better person than maybe I was before. Um, I think that, you know, it's helpful to, to be surrounded by other people that are also doing the same, you know, just continuing to work on yourself. You know, none of us are perfect. Um, but just striving to just every day be better. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that that's an important quality in a friend or just, you know, even, you know, the people that you surround yourself with that, that they just, um, have that desire to just want to be more, mm -hmm. um, on a day to day, you know, when I meet people out, you know, I really just try to myself personally, just enjoy the moment, you know, and not necessarily require anything other than just enjoying the moment, you know? having, you know, great, great dialogue, great conversations. They don't necessarily have to be deep, but just, you know, um, just enjoying the chemistry of the moment. Mm -hmm. um, whenever you have a conflict, just generally with somebody, how do you try and deal with it? First, I meditate. <laughs> I think that one of the things that, like growing up, you know, my mom, she used to always say, you have a bad attitude. You know, I would pop off. So I think that I've gotten a lot better about that, you know, to just being better about thinking about things before I say it, especially if it's something that's, uh, um, you know, like a big conflict. You know, I really just try to approach it differently. Um, practice patience. I think that I've also had to practice how to really speak my mind, though. I think that that's probably one of the things that I haven't always been good at. I would bottle a lot of it in until it would just get to a breaking point. Mm -hmm. And so I've just tried to learn to communicate sooner and more clearly, you know, maybe with less um, 
um, attachment to anything, but just wanting to um, be able to communicate how I may feel, but more uh, just, you know, not letting things fester. Yeah. And, you know, just really, and then just being honest, you know. Can I ask more about that? Because, um, sure. I, I find this is a very common thing with a lot of people there. Uh, oftentimes, either afraid of conflict or don't want to disturb the social situation or right. whatever. There's so many reasons why, but people often don't speak up. So what is it that helps you break out of that mold? You know, I feel like it was something that I really had to learn. And I didn't really do it in the best way in the beginning. You know, I would almost... <laughs> I would always mirror my best friend at the time um, how she would handle things because like I said I needed to learn how to how to be more vocal and so because I didn't necessarily know how to do that naturally I would almost mirror how other people handle it until mm -hmm. I recognized that it just wasn't me it wasn't really my way so I had to really just develop that over time and you know I, I just I had experiences that really kind of pulled it out of me. It was almost like it was meant to happen because it was grooming me to it's just like, okay, you have to learn how to do this and do it in your way, the way that you would communicate things. Um, so it just really took practice um, and just a lot of inner work, you know, on really just checking in with myself on did I really handle that in a way that I feel good about hmm. and you know if it would be like a like an ongoing relationship you know I would have to just continue to work on it you know and just building better communication with that person and um, you know but just mainly trying it because you know maybe before I would keep it bottled in but I recognize that it just it, it's just not uh, healthy to do that so I just really had to just continue practicing in spite of how uncomfortable I may have felt yeah I I don't remember where I heard this from it might have been a movie or maybe it was something else but anyways someone said uh, something to the effect of in terms of conflict resolution this is the context um, she was saying yeah, maybe it's scary to deal with the situation or even like very difficult, but not dealing with it is going to be difficult for a long period of time. And this is just one moment. Right. I think that, and this is something that I really started trying to do a lot more recently is just talking about things sooner, mm. talking about things sooner because first the conversations, they're just easier on the front end because it, um, because you don't just allow things to fester. So, you know, I think that that's been a real game changer. And then I think doing that also prevents maybe the, you, it, it prevents you talking yourself out of doing it because you've mm. kind of let it fester and then you're just like, okay, I'm just not going to worry about it. But I think that, you know, I recognize over time that it's just not healthy to do that. 
So in spite of how uncomfortable it felt to do something new and different for me, uh, I had just had to learn how to do it. You know, I didn't really come from a family that they didn't, they don't like conflict in that way. So, you know, you know, my mom is always the type to say, be nice, you know, but there's just times where it's just like, you know, being nice doesn't necessarily mean that you can't stick up for yourself. You know, there, there are just our moments in life where that approach just doesn't really work. So, you know, I just had to learn a new way to be and learn how to communicate um, and actually working through the issues because I find, I, I have found that it just, it always tends to work out in the end because you've been, you've brought it up for a resolution, you know, and I just mm -hmm. think that that's just the best approach is to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that it helps too that uh, my practice and my meditation, you know, I think that that definitely helps because it's allowed me to be maybe uh, less tied to my emotions, you know, um, and working more towards growth and solution. But I think that it just helps. I think that my practice has helped change the tone so that getting through those types of conflicts has become easier because I've become more patient mm -hmm. or understanding throughout throughout this time fair enough when you think of your kids what have you learned from them Talia is very emotionally intelligent um She's very sensitive too, but she's very compassionate in a way that I, that I admire. And I think that I've learned to be a better person through her because she's just so, she's just connected in a way that is helpful. She's, uh, she's like a refuge or maybe she's like a safe space for people where they feel that they can talk to her and with no judgment, you know? And so, you know, I always appreciate that about her is, um, just her compassion and her ability to understand. Mm. Cairo, <laughs> He's such a spark. I think that through him, he just has taught us to remain fun. You know, anytime things may get too serious or too much of a conflict, you know, he just always has a way to just bring us out of it. And I love it because he's just naturally like a high vibrational being, you know, and, and I just realized through him that we've learned joy and, and, and I just think that that's so important, um, because it's through remembering that that helps us to be able to get through some of the challenges. So I would definitely say that, uh, you know, he's just a, 
big bonus to the family in that way because he helps, I think, in some way, you know, this, he's the, the connector for all of us. Mm. So that's what I've learned from him is to just remember joy. Did they get along? They do. Um, they do get along. Um, I love their relationship. I think they've actually gotten closer over the pandemic. You know, he'll he has his moments where he'll go and he'll just hang out in her room. And, you know, really this time has really brought them closer together where before, you know, maybe they just kind of did their own things because there's such an age gap, you know, but I think that he, they've gotten closer over this time just because they've been able to hang out, watch movies together, um, play video games together. So, um, they have a cute little relationship. Um, when you think about not just your future, but even their future and what's going on in the world, what are the things that maybe you're excited about for them that maybe you didn't have, or on the other hand, something you're concerned about? I think the landscape is just changing, it continues to change, so that things are just so different than it was for us growing up. That, you know, my biggest thing is just wanting to teach them to think for themselves, to be innovative, you know, and to be solution oriented. Um, because we don't really know the direction of things like technology today is going to be obsolete, you know, in a year or two, you know, so it's just kind of like, do we really know if what we're teaching them in school, is this even going to matter, you know, when they graduate, what kind of jobs are even going to be available? Because, you know, everything is really changing. So I think that they have just a different circumstance that we, than, than what we had to experience growing up. So, um, And we still really don't know, you know, what it's going to be like, you know, when they become adults. But I think that the most important thing is to just teach them um, to have a positive mindset. And so that no matter what happens, you know, they're able to just kind of see the bright side so they can work towards, you know, whatever solution may be necessary. Um, but I think it's important for them to mainly learn how to think for themselves, you know, have their own um perspectives and not necessarily feeling like they need to adopt the opinions of the people around them. Hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm excited for them because I do feel like they're really great at that, you know, to just kind of see where they are now. Um, you know, I, I really feel confident about who they are, you know, within this world that they live in. Um, so I'm actually excited to see what decisions they choose for themselves. I think that they're still, Talia, she's getting ready to graduate you know, in a year, but I think she's still trying to figure out what exactly it is she wants to do. I think that because I remember not knowing what I was going to do at that age, you know, I don't really have any expectations, you know. Um, you know, I really want her to just kind of figure it out on her own, um, but just trusting that wherever she lands is, you know, where she's where she should be. 
Is there any, um, uh, how do I say, like a kind of wisdom from previous generations that you think is really applicable now? I notice a lot of people, uh, either they have maybe grandparents or something who've just, there's just a different wisdom from a different time that's really relevant, and then some people don't have that. So is there anything that you think is worth passing on? I always um, remember the things that my mom shares with me. You know, you know, there's just certain things that are always consistent. You know, she'll always, you know, tell us to be strong, you know, no matter what we're going through. Um, so I guess just through her, I'm able to always have hope no matter what my circumstances are, uh, because I know um, that I am a strong woman. And so, um, I think that her guidance has really just been important. I think that through my dad, you know, it allows me to remember to keep my faith and, you know, through him, I'm able to recognize that there is something truly bigger than me and, you know, and it, and it's helpful and it's most helpful, you know, when you're in challenging situations to remember, um, you know, the higher purpose of things. Um, but, you know, like I said, my mom is really my biggest, she, like, she really is my hero because, you know, I've just seen her overcome so much. And to, again, to still really have a positive attitude about it all, you know, her working at such a young age, you know, she's really, really where I probably get my business, you know, my business acumen from her, um, because she's just really a hustle woman. So she's just, um, I think she's just really taught me indirectly just, uh, how to make money, you know, just <laughs> no matter what your circumstances of just being able to just make it work out and just, uh, to just keep trying at things, you know, to not feel defeated because of your circumstances, but to make it work for you. Mm. Mm. So looking at the future, what do you think the next mm, couple years or so hold for you? Well, biophilia has been an area of study that I've really gotten into, recognizing the wellness that comes from the plants. You know, it's interesting because when I started, I, I had no knowledge of any of this stuff. It was just something that I <clears throat> just kind of gravitated to and just recognizing, wow, you know, I'm spending all this time in the garden, but not recognizing that in the process, it was just changing me in a way. I was learning from the plants as I'm working with the plants. And so... Sorry, what is biophilia? So biophilia is... Our natural, like as humans, it's our natural tendency to want to be around plant life. Mm -hmm. 
um, we may not necessarily know how we're how it's affecting us you know we may not recognize that being surrounded by plants that it's meditative is teaching us how to have a still mind you know it's just there's so many benefits that come from adding plant life or any you know elements of nature inside environments that um you know this the research on it you know is fairly new but you know there these things are are healing us and you know it's just um you know it's what what it affects is it helps our mind state you know because it's we want we naturally want to be with nature and you know there's just a lot of health benefits that I didn't recognize at the time so I think for me it's just it's I have a more holistic view of um how all of these things really are connected and so what I hope for our business is that we can we can provide more um solutions inside um, environments that could really benefit the most from it mm. you know, high stress environments or just you know just environments that just um, could benefit off of you know productivity you know creativity just all the things that the things help you know they clean the air there's so many things that we don't recognize that they do you know, they just, uh, you know, for us, maybe we like it because they're pretty, but it's like they're actually creating real solutions in your environment environment as well. And so it's just, um, it's nice to have the research studies that help provide, you know, the, the background, you know, the statistics and the information on, you know, what they do, you know, just helps um, have a better understanding. And so what I hope for our future is that we're able to, um, install more plants inside um, closed off environments so that they can help you know us all be able to be well yeah and be more alive more alive yeah you know the the plants they really are teachers and you know just us being present with them you know we're really just embodying that same element within us mm-hmm through the plants so you know it, it does help to have them in our environment so I'm hoping that we're able to just share more about the information and just sharing more of um, plant life hmm. there was a, a girl who through her mom came to us uh, when we were in Bali Shrav and I kind of like a little holiday retreat for them and she was having, like, they put her on the antidepressants and stuff. She's only 13, so this is, was killing me. Um, so we sat and tried to figure out if we could even help because yoga wasn't super attractive to her at all. So, like, okay, what can we do? Um, and I started learning a bit about, uh, like, the, the bacteria in her skin and how in the soil it's kind of boosts all of that. You just kind of be in the soil, be mm-hmm. in nature, right? And there's other aspects like uh, um, waterfalls actually have something called, well, there's something in the air called a negative oxygen ion. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, it's in different levels based on where you're at. Like in a city, it's pretty low. In a more rural area where there's more trees and stuff, it's mm -hmm. much higher. But then in, under a waterfall, like a nice tall waterfall, it creates a whole bunch of them, like way, way, way more. And these negative oxygen ions the brain uses to create things like serotonin and other stuff that balances our brains. So we started figuring this out and we're like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to tell her this, but we'll just take her to these places and mm -hmm. have her do this. And it worked. I mean, we did quite a few things, but we only had like maybe, what, 10 days with her, something like that. And um, we gave her a simple yeah. practice that she agreed to do and stuff. But her mom texts us later, like, uh, she was feeling so much better. The family mm -hmm. dynamic was improving, like, little things. She's still 13, but, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, um, just made a world of difference. And it, it just blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, it works, you know, and the great thing is, is that they have the studies that can really show that they actually work, but, you know, nature's amazing, you know, there's, there's so many solutions that are just literally right outside mm -hmm. that, you know, just getting sunlight, you know, recognizing mm -hmm. that the plants are so much, there, there's, like, it's, there's an aspect that is the same within us, you know, a lot of the requirements that that they need, we also need. Um, but, you know, they provide solution to a lot of the issues that we're seeing today, but we just, um, we just don't know about it. We just don't know. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe we're just so used to a quick fix, you know, or, you know, just used to some of the things that we've just kind of learned as a society that this is how we should treat these things. But, you know, I think that the more we learn, um, the better, the better that we can be as a society, the more mm -hmm. we learn about how these natural solutions really can help improve our quality of life so that we know to include them within our environment. You know, it's mm -hmm. just purely because we just don't have the information that can be helpful to know. Fair enough. Um, well... Is there any, I guess, like a final message or anything you'd like to say? <laughs> um, I think the most valuable things that I've learned may not translate into what may be a value on the outside to everyone else. Hmm. I think that I've learned that Self-care has been the most important thing. Like learning how to truly nourish ourselves so that we can be better for everyone else. And, you know, there's just not a monetary value on that, but it's truly the most important thing. You know, I think that we have to learn what that really means, which I think plants teach us that on some aspect, you know, through nourishing another life outside of yourself, you're learning, you know, because plants can show you what they need and don't need too. And so I think that the plants help for us to learn what that truly means so that we can direct that same energy back within ourselves. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's just really important that we're able to, to nourish our soul. Um, and, and that can help us to be better externally. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
just more self-care. I just think that, you know, we just have to sometimes remember that, be reminded of that, that, that to put ourselves first, that it's okay. It may seem selfish, but it really is uh, the most amazing thing that you can do for anybody is for you to do their inner work, to be better so that you can be better for everyone else. Fair enough. Yeah. Can't think of a better note to end on. So with that, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and letting us get to know you a little better. Yes. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to check out your uh, plants, you have, like your online store, where do they go? So uh, our website is allthebloom.com, and you can also find us on Instagram, um, also allthebloom. Check us out. All the bloom for all the bloom. All right. Cool, cool. Well, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much. <laughs>